right. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to our Good Friday service here at Outer West Community Church. Uh, real quick before we dive in, if you have an orange Cadillac, your lights are on. And tonight, um, if this is your first time here, welcome to Outer West. Um, we hope this is a place tonight where you encounter Jesus. And as we celebrate Good Friday, it's going to look a little different. As you can see, uh, we have our seating set up a little different. Uh, and so the focus for tonight is not the band or the music or the scripture reading. Uh, it's the cross. And so hopefully all of you guys have a program. And we're going to be reading through some liturgy, some scripture reading, and some singing. But most of all, tonight is an opportunity for each and every one of us uh, to invite Jesus into this space, into our hearts, as we remember the crucified Christ. And um, at the end of the service, we'll have an opportunity. If you need prayer, you can come up to the cross area, and we'll have our prayer team here available for you. And we're also going to leave the service a little different than we came in. We're going to leave in silence, uh, in a little bit of darkness. And so I uh, just want you to be aware that as you exit, uh, as we continue to reflect, as we leave from here on the finished work of Jesus on the cross and celebrate this coming Sunday as well. But tonight is a night of simply remembering the cross and inviting God to have mercy on us. And so I'm going to lead us in a prayer of confession. If you open your programs, you'll see it there. So would you take a moment just to get into a posture of reflection and meditation, maybe take a deep breath, and invite God into the space, into your hearts, and pray this with me. Gracious God, you freely embrace death for us. Every day we chose our own will. We chose not to die to ourselves for you. We take the gift you gave us and squander it. Please give us the courage to die to ourselves every day. Please forgive us of our selfishness as we confess our sin to you now. Crucified, my Lord. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Whoa. Sometimes it causes me to tremble. Tremble, tremble. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the 
After sunset, he and the twelve were sitting around the table. During the meal, he said, I have something hard to say to you. One of you is going to the conspirators. They were stunned and then began to ask one after another, It isn't me, is it, Master? Jesus answered, The one who hands me over is someone I eat with daily, one who passes me food at the table. In one sense, the Son of Man is entering into a way of treachery well marked by the Scriptures. There's no surprises here. In another sense, that man who turns him in turns traitor to the Son of Man. Better never to have been born than to do this. Then Judas, already turned traitor, said, It isn't me, is it, Rabbi? Jesus said, Don't play games with me, Judas. During the meal, Jesus took and blessed the bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples. Take, eat, this is my body. Taking the cup and thanking God, he gave it to them. Drink this, all of you, this is my blood. God's new covenant poured out for many people for the forgiveness of sins. I'll not be drinking wine from this cup again until that new day when I drink with you in the kingdom of my Father. They sang a hymn and went directly to the Mount of Olives.
Then Jesus told them, before the night's over, you're going to fall to pieces because of what happens to me. There's a scripture that says, I'll strike the shepherd, dazed and confused, the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I, your shepherd, will go ahead of you, leading the way to Galilee. Peter broke in, even if everyone else falls to pieces on account of you, I won't. Don't be so sure, Jesus said. This very night, before the rooster crows up the dawn, you will deny me three times. Peter protested, even if I had to die with you, I would never deny you. And all the others said the same thing. Then Jesus went with them to a garden called Gethsemane, 
and told his disciples, stay here while I go over there and pray. Taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he plunged into an agonizing sorrow. And then he said, the sorrow, it's crushing my life out. Stay here and keep vigil with me. Going a little ahead, he fell on his face praying, my father, if there is any way, get me out of this. But please, not what I want. You, what do you want? When he came back to his disciples, he found them sound asleep. He said to Peter, can't you stick it out with me for even a single hour? Stay alert. Be in prayer so you don't wander into temptation without even knowing you're in danger. There's a part of you that is eager, ready for anything in God. But there's another part that's as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. He then left them a second time. And again, he prayed, my father, there is no other way than this. Drinking this cup to the dregs, I'm ready. Do it your way. When he came back, he found them sound asleep. They simply couldn't keep their eyes open. This time, he let them sleep on and went back to a, th a third time to pray, going over the same ground one last time. When he came back the next time, he said, are you going to sleep on and make a night of it? My time is up. The Son of Man is about to be handed over to the sinners. Get up. Let's get going. My betrayer is here. The words were barely out of his mouth when Judas, the one from the 12, showed up. And with him, a gang from the high priests and religious leaders brandishing swords and clubs. The betrayer had worked out a sign with them. The one I kissed, that's the one sees him. He went straight to Jesus, greeted him. How are you, Rabbi? And kissed him. Jesus said, friend, why this charade? And they came on him, grabbed him, and roughed him up. One of those with Jesus pulled his sword and taking a swing of the chief priest's servant cut off his ear. And Jesus said, put your sword back where it belongs. All who use swords are destroyed by swords. Don't you realize that I am able right now to call my father and 12 companies more if I want them of fighting angels? They'd be here, battle ready. But if I did that, how would the scriptures come true that say this is the way that it has to be? And Jesus addressed the mob. What is this coming out after me with swords and clubs as if I were a dangerous criminal? Day after day, I've been sitting in the temple teaching and you never so much as, as, and you never so much as lifted a hand against me. You've done it this way to confirm and fulfill the prophetic writings. Then all the disciples cut and ran.
The gang that had seized Jesus led him before Caiaphas, the chief priest, where the religion scholars and leaders had assembled. Peter followed at a safe distance until they got to the chief priest's courtyard. Then he slipped in and mingled with the servants, watching to see how things would turn out. 
the high priests, conspiring with the Jewish council, tried to cook up charges against Jesus in order to sentence him to death. But even though many stepped up, making up one false accusation after another, nothing was believable. Finally, two men came forward with this. He said, I can tear down this temple of God and after three days rebuild it. The chief priest stood up and said, what do you have to say to the accusation? Jesus kept silent. Then the chief priest said, I command you by the authority of the living God to say if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus was curt. You yourself said it, and that's not all. Soon you'll see it for yourself. The Son of Man, seated at the right hand of the Mighty One, arriving on the clouds of heaven. At that, the chief priest lost his temper, ripping his robes, yelling, He blasphemed! Why do we need witnesses to accuse him? You all heard him blaspheme. You are going to stand for such blasphemy? They all said, Death! That seals his death sentence. And they were spitting in his face and knocking him around. They jeered as they slapped him. Prophesy, Messiah, who hit you that time? All this time, Peter was sitting out in the courtyard. One servant girl came up to him and said, you were with Jesus, the Galilean. In front of everybody there, he denied it. I don't know what you're talking about. As he moved over toward the gate, someone else said to the people there, this man was with Jesus, the Nazarene. Again, he denied it, salting his denial with an oath. I swear, I never laid eyes on the man. Shortly after that, some bystanders approached Peter. You've got to be one of them. Your accent gives you away. He got really nervous, and he swore, I don't know the man. Just then, a rooster crowed. Peter remembered what Jesus had said. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. He went out and cried and cried, and cried.
shall still reveal cause Jesus paid it all all to him I sin I left a crimson stain he washed it white as snow yes Jesus paid it all In the first light of dawn, all the high priests and religious leaders met and put the finishing touches on their plot to kill Jesus. And they tied him up and paraded him to Pilate, the governor. Judas, the one who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus was doomed. 
Overcome with remorse, he gave back the 30 silver coins to the high priest saying, I've sinned, I've betrayed an innocent man. They said, what do we care? That's your problem. Judas threw the silver coins into the temple and left. Then he went out and hung himself. The high priest picked up the silver pieces, but then didn't know what to do with them. It wouldn't be right to give this a payment for murder as an offering in the temple. They decided to get rid of it by buying the potter's field and use it as a burial place for the homeless. That's how the field got called Murder Meadow, a name that has stuck to this day. Then Jeremiah's words became history. They took the 30 silver pieces, the price of the one priced by some sons of Israel, and they purchased the potter's field. And so they unwillingly followed the divine instructions to the letter. Jesus was placed before the governor who questioned him, are you the king of Jews? Jesus said, if you say so. But when the accusations rained down hot and heavy from the high priest and religious leaders, he said nothing. Pilate asked him, do you hear that long list of accusations? Aren't you going to say something? Jesus kept silent. Not a word from his mouth. The governor was impressed, really impressed. It was an old custom during the feast for the governor to pardon a single prisoner named by the crowd. At the time, they had an infamous Jesus Barabbas in prison. With the crowd before him, Pilate said, which prisoner do you want me to pardon, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus, the so-called Christ? He knew it was through sheer spite that they had turned Jesus over to him. While court was still in session, Pilate's wife sent him a message. Don't get mixed up in judging this noble man. I've just been through a long and troubled night because of a dream about him. Meanwhile, the high priests and religious leaders had talked the crowd into asking for the pardon of Barabbas and the execution of Jesus. The governor asked, which of the two do you want me to pardon? They said, Barabbas. And what do I do with Jesus, this so-called Christ? They all shouted, nail him to a cross. He objected, but for what crime? But they yelled all the louder, nail him to a cross. And Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere and that a riot was imminent. He took a basin of water and washed his hands in full sight of the crowd, saying, I'm washing my hands of the responsibility for this man's death. From now on, it's on your hands. You're the judge and jury. The crowd answered, we'll take the blame, we and our children after us. Then he pardoned Barabbas, but he had Jesus whipped and then handed over for crucifixion. The soldiers assigned to the governor took Jesus to, into a governor's palace and got the entire brigade, brigade, brigade together for some fun. They stripped him and dressed him in a red robe. They plaited a crown from branches of a thorn bush and set it on his head. They put a stick in his right hand for a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mocking reverence. Bravo, king of the Jews, they said. Bravo. And they spit on him. And hit him in the back of the head with a stick. And they had had their fun 
They took off the robe and put his own clothes back on him. Then they proceeded out to the crucifixion. Simply my rest. 
takes away my sin. Oh, the blood of Jesus washes me. Oh, the blood of Jesus shed for me. What a Sacrifice 
Along the way, they came on a man from Cyrene named Simon and made him carry Jesus' cross. Arriving at Golgotha, the place they call Skill, Skull Hill, they offered him a mild painkiller, a mixture of wine and myrrh, but when he tasted it, he wouldn't drink it. After they had finished nailing him, cross and were waiting for him to die. They killed time by throwing dice for his clothes. Above his head they had posted the criminal charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of Jews. Along with him they also crucified two criminals, one to his right and to the other to his left. People passing along the road jeered and shaking their heads in mock lament. You bragged that you could tear down the temple and then rebuild it in three days. So show us your stuff. Save yourself. If you're really God's son, come down from that cross. The high priests, along with the religion, scholars, and leaders, were right there mixing it up with the rest of them, having a great time poking fun at him. He saved others. He can't even save himself. King of Israel, is he? Then let him get down from that cross. We'll all become believers then. He was so sure of God. Well, let him rescue his son now. He did claim to be God's son, didn't he? Even the two criminals crucified next to him joined in the mockery. From noon to three, the whole earth was dark. Around mid-afternoon, Jesus groaned out of the depths, crying loudly, Eli, Eli, lama shabachtani which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some bystanders who heard him said, he's calling for Elijah. One of them ran and got a, sun, a sponge soaked in sour wine and lifted it on a stick so he could drink. The others joked, don't be in such a hurry. Let's see if Elijah comes and saves him. But Jesus, again crying out loudly, breathed his last. <laughs> 